0: In this episode of 2,000 Books, I talk about four specific techniques to improve your memory. These ideas come from the book Moonwalking with Einstein by international memory champion Joshua Foer. Well, hello, hello, my ambitious friends, and welcome to 2,000 Books. Every Monday and Wednesday, we bring you the most important actionable ideas from the world's greatest books for ambitious entrepreneurs, books in the field of startups, marketing, sales, productivity, management, leadership, strategy, personal development, and much, much more. And I am your host, Manny Vaya. This is an episode from our YouTube channel where I summarize the key ideas from Moonwalking with Einstein, written by Joshua Furr. Moonwalking with Einstein chronicles his journey as he went from being a journalist to becoming an international memory champion. You can also watch this video on our YouTube channel by going to 2000books.com slash YouTube. Moonwalking with Einstein. This book chronicles the journey of Joshua Furr, who was a journalist and how he went from being a journalist to actually winning the national the international competition of memory the international competition on uh, uh, on how you can retain information on how well you can retain information and uh, moonwalking with Einstein is all about how to improve your memory, how to Uh, figure out skills. There are certain specific skills and processes that you can use to improve your memory for something that is important to you, for remembering things that are important to you. Um, Now, of course, Joshua went on to win the International Championship of Memory, so there's a lot of great, great information about how to improve our memory. And uh, let's, let's jump into this scenario. Let's 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 take you on this hypothetical journey. Let's take you on this journey, this story. Um, OK? We are going to suspend our beliefs and judgment at this time, and assume you have a time travel machine. You have a time travel machine, and you decide to fly to the Moon with Einstein. You and Einstein are now on the Moon. You guys have landed on the Moon. And you guys start walking on the moon. You are moonwalking with Einstein. Moonwalking with Einstein, right? And you guys are walking around and you've been walking for a few hours. And it's so easy walking on the moon. There is hardly any gravity. So you keep walking around. And, and you've been walking for a few hours now. You've been enjoying the scenery. And you got dropped off from your rocket. And you've just been zigzagging your way around. And you find yourself suddenly at, a, at this crater and you drop the navigation equipment, you lose the navigation equipment. So here you, here you are with Einstein, and the navigation equipment you had is sitting down um, in a crater which is thousands of meters deep. So there's no way you can get to the navigation equipment. And now Einstein is freaking out. Einstein, Albert Einstein is freaking out because the genius that he is, the bigger problem is that he doesn't really like to remember stuff. there's an anecdote, there's a story from his life where uh, someone asked Einstein for his number, uh, for his phone number and Einstein could not remember the phone number. He could not remember his phone number. He said, I don't even try to remember it. I just go up to the directory and look it up. So there is Mr. Einstein, the genius of all times, but he doesn't really have the memory. He doesn't remember the path you took from the spaceship all the way to the place you are right now and now, you are in a situation where you cannot go anywhere um, and both you and Einstein are stuck. And you tell Einstein, don't worry, Albert, I got it figured out. I have it all in my memory palace. And Einstein's like, what are you talking about? What's this memory palace? And you're like, don't worry, I can guide our, us back because I recorded all this information as we were walking from the spaceship to the current, situa- current location and Einstein is like, okay, well, I want to see what you, what you mean by that. And you say, okay, here's what we did. Here's what I did. When we were walking, I created a memory. Pa- I created a palace in my mind where I stored all the information as we came across. So as we came across maybe the mountains or a crater or more hills, I kept on putting that information in. And Einstein is like, what is a memory palace? So you tell Einstein, Here's the way a memory memory palace works. This is something that was used two thousand years ago, and we use something like that even today in in our conversations. A lot of the times we say when we're trying to recollect something, we say, "Well, in the first place, there was this. in the In the first place, there was in the first place there was this person who was doing this, this, and this." So the idea of memory palaces existed for thousands, for a couple of thousands of years. It started with the Greeks. And what the, what it was simply, simply put, what I did was, and here's you talking to Einstein again, you're telling him how you did it. You say, well, I started looking at the scenery as soon as we stepped out of the spaceship. I started noticing the scenery and I imagined as if we're walking through my living room. So I saw this big, big, big mountain with two peaks. And I remember... And that was to our right side. And I remember there is a refrigerator in my living room that stands to my right side. And when I open the refrigerator door, it becomes like two giant mountains. So that's what I, I did. I associated my refrigerator in my living room with these two mountains to my right side. And then as we kept on walking, I remember seeing a giant crater. And inside the crater, there were more craters. And that was to our left side after maybe an hour of walking. To our left side, there was this giant crater. Now, the amazing thing about a giant crater is, how do you remember there was the giant crater? What I did was, I I know that in my living room to the left side as we walk in is my TV. Now, how do I associate the TV to this crater? Ah, yes. The way I associate the TV to this crater is using the idea that the TV is a giant waste of time. The TV is a giant waste of time. It's a crater for my time. So any time I turn on the TV, I know I'll be wasting a lot of time. That's what the crater represented to me. It was a giant waste of time. That was where the TV was. And now Einstein is impressed. He's like, wow, you remembered all this stuff. And then I was like, you're like, no, wait, even more. So as we walked towards our right, after another hour of walking, there was was these uh, mountains. They were really dark mountains. Um, And there were three peaks. And... uh, the reason I remember was that because as I walk into my living room, there was to my right side, off uh, right across, right past the TV is uh, is a sofa, and is my is my reclining sofa with the black leather reclining sofa, and I I thought about how this mountain would just perf- sit as the three peaks would sit on my sofa, and that's the way I I realized that that's what. Um, that was the place I put um, in my memory palace. And Einstein's like, wow, that is amazing. So now we can just track back. We know there is a mountain with three peaks and then there's a crater and then there's another mountain with two peaks. And he's like, you remember more? And you say, yes, I remember all the stuff because everything is in my living room, in my memory palace. I have mapped it all out. And so you walk back with Einstein As you track back using your memory palace, information from your memory palace, you recollect all this information and you get back to the spaceship. And now Einstein is really impressed. And he says, well, you got to teach me all this stuff. I want to learn because this is super impressive. Teach me how you do it. And you're like, well, hold on. I want to teach you, but let me get some pen and paper. Let me draw this out for you because otherwise you'll forget it. And Einstein's like, no, no, I won't forget it. You're like, yes, you will. Let's draw a mind map. Let's draw a mind map, and I said, "Like, what's a mind map? A mind map is where you start chunking information into deeper and deeper sub informations, into smaller and smaller sub informations. So you say, well, the first thing I did when I tried to remember this was, as you, as we talked about, the memory palace. So here it is, a memory palace. That's one node of the mind map. The second node of the mind map is." that I chunked this information. Well, there were times when the crater had smaller craters inside of it, when the mountains had uh, three peaks and much more smaller peaks. But I just said, okay, I'll chunk all those mountains in one big, giant chunk of mountains, all those craters in one big, giant chunk of craters, and all those hills in one, two giant hills that I saw. So chunking of information is really important, Mr. Einstein, because if you don't chunk information together then it becomes really hard to imagine, to remember all this information. So Einstein says, of course, I know what chunking is. I understand now what you're saying because I do this all the time when I'm thinking about my concepts in physics, uh, when I think of uh, gravitation and when I'm thinking of uh, the stars and all the systems. I have to chunk information. I have to make chunks, smaller and smaller chunks of information and then aggregate them up and go to higher and higher levels of chunks. So I see what you're going at. I see what you're coming at with chunking. And I see how you used it for your memory palace. And now he's he's really impressed. Einstein's like, well, tell me more. What else did you do? And you say, well, another thing I had to do was make sure that the information I took in was all visual. I was not trying to remember the number of steps I took in one direction. I was not trying to remember going left or going right. All I did was take information visually. I looked at the craters, I looked at the mountains, I looked at the hills, and I kept on trying to remember them. And uh, that's the way our brain processes information. The brain is not very good at uh, remembering language. And uh, the reason why it's not good at remembering language is or remembering uh, uh, or working with language it's not as efficient at working with language as it is with working with visuals because when it comes to visuals, um, our visual sense came way before our sense of language, our sense of uh, cognitive use of language uh, because uh, we were using pictures for thousands and thousands and thousands of years And visual memory, thousands of years, even before we got to language. Language is a very new construct of the human society. Before that, we were all um, very visual animals. And that's why the visual part of our brain is one of the most developed parts of our brains. And Einstein is impressed. He's like, yes, I agree with you. I understand what you're saying. Because I also visualize ideas when I'm thinking about stuff. I'm I'm visualizing how the train left the station and how the clock... uh, that uh, how one person stopping the clock at one time and one person starting the clock at another time would be different. I imagine, I visualize. So I understand what you're saying. Visual is really important. And then, of course, Einstein being as impressed as he is, he said, how did you master all this stuff? What was the key to your mastery? Did you do the 10,000-hour rule? And you're like, no, 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 Mr. Einstein. There is a little more than that. The 10,000-hour rule is important But that's not enough. What you need to do is deep practice. And what the deep practice means is you need to get an awareness of what you're doing in every moment and constantly trying to improve constantly trying to change constantly trying to magnify constantly trying to uh, tweak the things that are working that are not working it takes a lot of awareness and it takes a lot of cognition cognition to do this practice you can't I couldn't just have done it by just spending 10,000 hours and not really um, doing it with a lot of deep awareness and uh, deep practice and one of the keys to deep practice is that I had to constantly be measuring and improving myself. So I had to create spreadsheets and charts and graphs and monitor my activities and constantly try to figure out different ways to keep on making my stuff better and better, make, make my memory better and better. I would create exercises to improve my memory and then see how good those exercises, the results of those exercises were. And then I would constantly go back and uh, improve on those exercises, tweak on those exercises, t- track all my da- daily data, weekly data, monthly data on spreadsheets, chart them on a graph to see where my progress was. And that is what real practice, that is what deep, deep, deep practice is, and that's what allows us to get to mastery. So yes, 10,000-hour rule is real, but there's a lot more to it. So Einstein is really impressed at this point. He's like, okay, well, let me, let me just go quickly over this mind map of yours that you have drawn here and uh, let me identify for myself so I can remember. And you're like, yes, Mr. Einstein, you're really, you're really good about this because one thing you understand instinctively is in order for you to remember something, you will have to recall it more than once. You will have to uh, go back to those ideas just a few more times, a few more times just so that you, your memory will take hold. If you just listen to it once, it will not take hold. If you just um, see me do it once, you will not take hold. But if you uh, go over the ideas again, and if you try to redo those ideas, then you will remember them much better. And Einstein is happy. And at the same time, he says, okay, let me explain to you what you have taught me so far. And you're like, of course, let's do this. So he said, the first thing, so Albert Einstein now explains all the memory ideas on the mind map to you. And he says, the first thing you did was create a mind memory palace. In the memory palace, you identified a place in your home or anywhere else and you started putting things, you started associating all those uh, things in your home with the landmarks you were finding on the moon. And you're like, yes, absolutely right. The second thing you were doing as you were going along was you were chunking because you realized that you couldn't take in all the information all the time. You had to chunk it together. When you saw a bunch of mountains, you just put together as one mountain. When you saw a bunch of craters inside a crater and around the craters, you put them as a chunk of craters in this one area. And you're like, yes, absolutely right, Mr. Einstein. I did the chunking as well. And the third thing, of course, you did was you you made sure all the information you recorded or thought about was visual. You didn't try to Uh, remember all the logical information all the step by step or the left and right things and you're like yes and the way you got all this memory figured out was because you were on a path to mastery through deep practice and of course that's true so now Einstein is, is really happy that we're back in the spaceship and we've got it all figured out but before you go before we end the story, realize that everything that we just talked about was a big story. Uh, now, maybe as you go along in your life, as you go along uh, a few months later, a few years later, you might forget parts of the story, but you will not forget everything. Now, the story is a part of you. And why are stories so important in our memory? In our memory, Stories are episodic. They have a time and place and uh, they, are picked, they are visual. We can imagine all these things. Where you can imagine being on the moon with Einstein, the crazy Einstein, the genius Einstein. You can imagine being lost there. You can imagine seeing a crater. You can imagine seeing a mountain. You can imagine seeing the spaceship in the distance. All these things suddenly take hold in your head now, and you start to imagine the the linear the time, the time that um, the um, you now associate all these different memories with. a a scale of time, the scale of place, you have a temporal memory, you have a location-based memory of all these things. The same doesn't happen if you just try to regurgitate facts or if you just try to remember all these things just through facts. That does not work very well because facts have no association. They're just free hanging in our heads. They're just hanging out in our heads without any... um, association with time, with location, with characters, anything like that. And hence, our brains tend to forget. Our brains are really wired for stories. So here you have it. Great book, Moonwalking with Einstein, all about remember, all about how to remember better, how to improve your memory. Of course, there are a lot more techniques in the book, a lot more technologies in the book as to how to improve your memory. Alright, my ambitious friends, do you have questions about entrepreneurship, growing a podcast, or growing a YouTube channel? Or maybe you have suggestions about how to improve the show? Well, if you want to talk to me about any of these topics, I'm opening up parts of my Thursdays again for conversations with you. Now, why am I doing this? Well, it is for a very selfish reason. Talking to you allows me to improve the show because I get to hear your burning challenges and I get to help you resolve those problems. And knowing your burning challenges allows me to tailor this podcast to your needs. So you see, it's a win-win for both of us. I get to hear your problems and you get my help in getting unstuck and moving forward. And by the way, my promise to you is that I will not pitch you or try to sell you anything. That is not at all my intention. And I hope you won't try to sell me anything either. Okay, deal. Cool. Now, if you want to talk to me, just hop over to 2000books.com slash Discus, D-I-S-C-U-S-S, or text the word Discus to 44222, and I'll send you a link to schedule your call. Now, I'm only making a few spots available for the next few weeks, so grab a spot before they're all gone. I'm really looking forward to talking to you guys. See you next time.